If you are listening to this podcast, then it means you're interested in learning in depth about masculine and feminine polarity and deep intimacy. I have two incredibly powerful and highly exclusive programs coming up soon. On the 4th September 2022 starts my Awakened Masculine program, which is an eight-week journey for men to learn to embody their masculine core. I've coached countless men all over the world from highly successful CEOs, star coaches to family men who wanted to become the husbands and fathers they knew they were destined to be. I know what it takes to take men to the next level. If you are a man and this speaks to you, then click on the show notes and apply today or head over to lorinkren.com. Now, if you are a woman or a feminine identified being, then I've got the Polarity Program, my signature program coming up on the 23rd October 2022. This program is for both feminine and masculine identified beings and couples. This program is all about learning how to create the deepest polarity and intimacy humanly possible in your current or future relationship. If this speaks to you, then click on the show notes or head over to lorinkren.com and apply today. Regardless of which program you apply to, as a podcast listener, we wanted to give you a special gift. Simply add podcast 11 to the promo code field in your application and you will get $50 off. After the end of either program, you get a one-month bonus access to the Lorinkren membership. You can also subscribe to my membership directly either monthly or annually. Inside the membership, you will have access to over 35 plus hours of previous live teaching calls on various topics and can join our 90-minute bi-weekly teaching calls live and as well a premium content area and much more. If this speaks to you, then I invite you to click on the show notes or head over to members.lorinkren.com and start your seven-day free trial. Welcome to the Awakened Masculinity Podcasts. I am your host, Lorin Kren, and this podcast is dedicated to help you understand women better, experience deeper levels of intimacy, and grow in confidence. It will arm you with powerful tools and insights to awaken your true potential. The world needs awakened men more than ever before. Guys, welcome to episode 57 of the Awakened Masculinity Podcast. Today, with no one else but Ashay Sandera. Ashay Sandera is an online business coach and embodied intimacy coach. She helps women lift into feminine leadership, orgasmic abundance, and to embody their sovereign and sensual genius. It's very difficult to express what Ashe does. You have to experience that yourself and you will in this episode. Personally, the first time I came across her Instagram profile, I was like, fuck, this is amazing. I need her on the podcast. I see Ashe as one of the top leaders of conscious feminine leadership. She embodies what I've been writing often about, a sensual goddess that kicks total ass in her business and at the same time drops into her own unique feminine flow. So thank you for joining the podcast. That was my favorite introduction ever. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I mean, you're so welcome. So let's jump right into it. The first question I have for all of my guests is, can you share with the audience one pivotal moment that altered your life? Mm, I love starting out there. Thank you. Let's see. I'm pretty, this is what's coming through. So I'm going to share it. And the moment, so years ago, I, I joined one of Layla Martin's core courses called Jade Pleasure. 
and I was really disconnected from my sexuality because I was going through some like body healing and I mean the, the whole story but I was really disconnected and I wanted to be who I am in the world and I wanted to get on video and I wanted to speak and I wanted to share and I wanted to write and I wanted to bring myself and I had like zero worth. I didn't think that anyone would want to see me or receive me or witness me or like I didn't really have much and I joined her course and I remember I did one of one of the practices with with the jade egg that that allowed you to work with the powers of manifestation and I remember at the time I was really uncomfortable with my skin I was really uncomfortable with how I appeared to be my appearance I had so many judgments against myself and I remember I did this practice to bring radiance out and confidence out and to feel that inside of me and that moment like greatly altered my whole entire life because I truly felt and I talk about this a lot how pleasure makes consciousness malleable hmm. I mean, like pleasure allows us to think different thoughts and believe different beliefs and the first time I ever did that practice I was like oh, okay, this is who I am. And ever since then, there's just been so much practice with that work. And that changed my life, feeling what it feels like to already be who I knew that I was, but I wasn't allowing myself to feel. Thank you for sharing that. So I want to yeah. directly touch base on that. How can a woman allow herself to be that what she yearns to be right now? Mm. The first piece is stop trying to escape what you're feeling in this mm. present moment. Like feeling is the essence of the feminine and feeling you, you have to allow yourself to feel shame, guilt, pain, frustration, confusion, grief, sadness, anger, rage. You have to allow yourself to feel all of those. They're gateways into pleasure and ecstasy and beauty and radiance and confidence and magnificence that, that you are. And our culture teaches us that it's not okay to go there. It's not okay to feel. We've just got to put a positive affirmation on top of it. But in feeling actually how you are right now, like, and letting it be okay, right? Like letting whatever's on your mind or heart, whatever sensations you're feeling in your body, if you can just soften into that and drop into that being so perfect, that's the first step because then you have access to your intuition and then you have access to pleasure, which, allows you to like i said like have greater consciousness really it allows you to think different thoughts believe different beliefs so allowing yourself to drop into your body as your body is right now with whatever energy and emotion and sensation that is in the present moment i i hear you and i i truly love what you're saying you mentioned pleasure a couple of times how can a woman experience more pleasure in her life especially mm. when she's cut off of it so pleasure is really simple it's so simple and we have barriers to true pleasure because of many different reasons, one of which we might think, oh, if I want to have a self-pleasure practice, then it has to look a certain way. Or if I want to experience more pleasure in my friendships or in my life, then like we have this perception of, of what it is. So first it's dropping that because true pleasure happens when we don't even care what it looks like. It's just so dropped into sensation, to breath, to movement, to sound, to touch, to like 
the subtle, right? The subtle, the subtle, the subtle, the subtle. So even just feeling as I'm speaking right now, I can feel pleasure in my throat. Like I can, I can feel pleasure in my fingertips as my hands touch each other. And so it's about awakening the body enough to notice all of the subtle little moments and that inhale or the sun on your skin, drinking that in, allowing that in. So many people have challenges receiving. And so we have access to pleasure all the time, but it's our willingness to actually allow that in or not, that is the difference. So what I'm hearing, and I love what I'm hearing is that we have constant access to pleasure. We have constant access to the state of higher consciousness, but it's always a question of whether we allow ourselves to feel that, to embody that in the presence. Yeah, yeah, it's vulnerable, right? And, and it's- It is, the, it really is. Because what happens when we allow pleasure in like truly if we're present to that then we're also present to our own beauty and to mm. it's like a really deep subtle layer of self-love when we allow that in and so we have to be willing to witness ourselves in that kind of a dimension and that kind of a power and the way that I teach leadership and, and money and business is I learned it from my relationship to the feminine and to sexuality because it's the same exact thing, right? Are we willing to receive money? Are we willing to receive clients? It's the same exact piece um, because then we get to see ourselves fully and receive ourselves in all of our power. It's actually exactly what I wanted to ask you. And I mean, what I see is this huge gap between people doing the spiritual work and then there is business, then there is money. People, and I used to see it that way too, they kind of separate these two things. This is one of the big reasons why I wanted you to, to be on the podcast is because you bring pleasure. You mention often orgasmic abundance. You connect that with business. You connect that with making a lot of money. I'm not seeing that often. What I'm often seeing is, I mean, there are people out there meditating six or 10 hours per day. I mean, that's quite a lot. That's monk style, but, but still, and then not earning any money. And I'm like, there is something off there. You know, when you're fucking meditating for six hours, you should be making a shitload of money, actually. Mm -hmm. So what's, I mean, you kind of already talked about it, but when did you start to connect these two together? What mm -hmm. happened there? How did you come to this deep embodied understanding? Yeah. So entrepreneurship and my business has always been a spiritual journey for me because mm, I, 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 I recognize that the whole journey of Essentially, I always, I, I've known for a while what I've wanted to do in the world, right? To be of service in, in the ways that I am. And along the path, there would be blocks, right? There would be insecurities, there would be fears, there would be uh, sensations in my system, there would be contraction and shutting down and not showing up anymore because I was afraid. And all of that to me was part of my spiritual journey, right? Like, it's, it's not only a spiritual journey to connect to spirit, but to connect to spirit and then bring that spirit out. That's, that's like the truest, like fullest to me. It's like full connection. And then, and then how can I actually let that come forward so that I impact? And so there was a certain point along my journey where I was launching one of my courses and the way that I talk about course launches is it's kind of like a medicine journey um, or it's kind of like making love. Like there's ups and downs and peaks and oh my God, people are coming in. There's people buying and then there's like, oh my gosh, no one's joining. Do, does, do they even like me? Does he even like me? Right. And so I was in this one launch and I was having a lot of that like low um, journey come up where I was insecure and being and, and really asking myself 
do people even like me? Do they want to join? Is, is it only going to be four people or five people? What does that say about me? And I, what, what I basically got to was I went so low into that, which obviously doesn't feel good. It's obviously not pleasurable to be in that spot. And I was like, wait, what? Like I'm doing this to myself. Mm. That's, I'm putting myself in this, in this space. And that's not like, I'm devoted to pleasure as a feminine being. And like, that's, I'm devoted to feeling pleasure in this lifetime. And so why would I do that to myself? Why would I put myself in that place where I'm not believing in myself and I'm judging myself? And, and so I did an experiment. Um, I did an experiment and that's where my, my course orgasmic abundance came from. But my experiment was to do this practice every day for a month or I think it was a month and a half. And then I was going to launch a program. And if I exceeded my expectations in the amount of money and clients that was coming in, I would share it. And the process was the thing that I teach in OA, which was like, I went full devotion to the power of manifestation and the power of surrender and masculine feminine energetics and letting go of my control and as, and instead being in the pleasure of my launch being in the pleasure of wow someone just joined and i was in that and i did it for quite a while and i had probably the biggest launch that i ever did at the time i got like a hundred and something women in, into one of my programs sex goddess at the time and so what shifted for me is that I realized that all the launches that I did prior, I was like trying to do um, check marks off of a list. I wasn't in pleasure. And then it was actually reflected in the amount that the universe, or I like to say like money is the divine masculine sometimes, like it was reflected in that. And instead, when I was like, here's what I'm embodying, here's, I'm in pleasure, welcome, like, come to my course. It's so good here, I welcome all of you. And I was in um, a through line of devotion, of feminine devotion to source in terms of what I was offering. It was like a huge breakthrough in the amount of people and also the abundance that came into my life. And so, and part of that practice was pleasure practice and movement practice and orgasmic practice that allowed me to shift out of those negative states of insecurity and raise my consciousness so that I can hold that field of pleasure and welcoming people into that. And so that's part of the magnetism is like, who wants to join someone's course or send money to someone who's not actually feeling good? And yeah, so, <laughs> so, so something I'm hearing there is that you are consciously creating a sacred space before each of your launches. And I assume, like, I'm just assuming here because I do the same with my clients, literally every fucking thing I do, I create a sacred space. I'm sure you, mm -hmm. you can relate to that. So, um, can you share some of the specifics or, or at least kind of talk about how that would look like creating a sacred space. You talked about going into pleasure, moving more into beingness, the pleasure of the launch. We can adapt this to every single life situation. But can you share more about the specifics? How does a sacred space, how do you create a sacred space for launch for clients? So the, the first part is, is being embodied in, in your heart. Uh, heart energy right like i i i have courses i could launch right now i could pretty much launch anything in the world right now but i'm waiting until my heart pings and says this like devote devote to serving this in the world right now and i won't launch something until i hear that ping from my heart from my gut from my yoni like it has to be a full body connection to this is what is being asked of you for them and if i act before then which i have in the past it's 
not as fun. It's not as pleasurable. It's not as connected. Less people join. And it ultimately doesn't um, create the world that I want to live in, right? And I'm devoted to creating within the context of what is the world that I want to live in, which is why I'm not at my computer all day long or working all the time. Like I'm devoted to my feminine, I'm devoted to my body, to living a joyful life because I want to live in a world where people get to have that kind of freedom um, and still have a super successful business. And so for me, like the first part in creating a container that is powerful for the people that are about to join, whether that's welcoming someone into a podcast room or a coaching space or a course is connecting to your heart of why, why are you even doing that? Like what, what is, what is the reason why? And sometimes we have that why, but it's buried. And so to me, it's really important to continually draw that up and continually draw that forward so that we're rooted, right? We're rooted into the earth, into the why. So that's, that's definitely first and foremost for creating that sacred space. And then I mean, it would look different for everyone, but I can tell you that for me, I, I make sure, like, I make sure that I feel like a clear channel, right? So there's many practices that I, that I do to create that and self-care practices. I mean, from the realms of pleasure and nutrition and healing and cleansing and movement and energy practices and meditation there's so many different avenues but that's that's my that's that's really clear too because if you as the space holder right and that's kind of like a masculine energetic Mm. but that is that is important for anyone that's holding space right because we're all masculine and feminine energetics inside of us so allowing our masculine to be that clear channel and to be rooted, grounded, and also um, available to listen and to be open. So those are the two pieces, like staying clear, being in the heart, and going from there. So you mentioned being in your heart, connecting with the why. So what I see in the world and from also coaching women occasionally is that a lot of women experience that they are very in their feminine, very devoted, but they kind of don't, they don't, they kind of don't move into action. It's kind mm-hmm. of almost like a blockage in their masculine energy or something is holding them back. So it's, it's really this feminine flow, feeling their heart, but it's like a lack of boundaries, a lack of clarity, mm-hmm. a lack of fierceness. Let's say mm-hmm. there is a balance, if there is a balance, but let's say there is a balance. How, how, what would you tell a woman who says, okay, I'm totally in my heart, but I'm not moving into action? How can you balance that with being fierce, setting clear boundaries, being very clear, holding the space, at the same time dropping into your heart and not being totally disconnected while doing so? Mm-hmm. So... Most feminine-based beings are motivated by love, right? Motivated by connection, motivated by intimacy. So what I would tell any of those women is that your inner man, your inner masculine will be reflected in a partner. And so who do you want to welcome into your temple? Who do you want to create union with? Who do you want to have as a lover? Because the part of your inner masculine that's that's shut off that will get reflected in by men in the world right the more you turn on that inner fire that inner masculine sense inside of yourself the reflections in the outer world are going to shift as well and so that's kind of um an energetic underneath it first and foremost because most women that I know in the world that I see that I hear are wanting stronger reflections of the masculine in their life 
I feel like I have pretty strong reflections of the masculine in my life. And I notice a direct correlation between the powerful men that I'm surrounded with and my inner masculine, my sense to, to turn that on. Right. And also of course, be like bringing my feminine and, 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 and being in that as well. So that's the first, the first piece. And then it's really simple. Um, a really simple practice is to write down at night the, you don't have to make a huge to-do list. I, I like to call it a get to-do list, but mm -hmm. write down the couple things that you are committed to for the next day that are, it doesn't have to be a lot, but it's just three or even just one, one simple thing that you're committed to do because what can happen this this used to happen to me is i'd wake up in the morning and i'd go into my you know meditation practice and movement practice and then i would be like what do, what do i do today i don't know i'm just gonna be here this is fun this is pleasurable <laughs> i love this um and so for me it's really helpful to not have to think in the morning what do i have to do and instead my inner man thought of it last night he was responsible he wrote it down in, in the journal and he was like you're gonna do these things and i'm like great now i have a container now i can be in my feminine all day and all i need to do is those couple things i just gotta show up at this time this time and this time done <laughs> so i mean i loved it because um, I, I believe that for most women, especially women with a feminine core, like writing a huge to-do list is, is, is turning them off. You know, it's like, it's really like, ah, fuck that. I mean, it's important for me. It's really important for me, but I guess it's really difficult or yeah, like I said, it turns women off. So what I like, what you said is here, writing a list of a couple of things you're committed to. So you create the structure by that and then you kind of allow your feminine to flow. There is something I'm just, that's coming up intuitively is it's some people in this space. I'm not going to judge anyone here. I don't have anyone in mind actually, but they kind of talk about like, yeah, you got to balance 50, 50 masculine feminine dynamics. But I personally say it's absolute fucking bullshit. Is like you, I would say, you're predominantly in your feminine. And if you're like 50-50, you're <laughs> unhappy, you know? And if I'm 50-50, I would be so de depressed, devastated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want to speak to that. One thing I do want to add in the list, because this came back around that I want to support women with, is when you write those couple things, write them with pleasure. So write them from a space of like, I'm so excited that at 2.30 I have a podcast. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Like, write from that place. If you're just making a list and you're like, call with dad it's like who wants to do that but like make a little heart draw a little flower but maybe maybe your dad is a really maybe this person's dad is a really conscious guy you know then maybe yeah <laughs> yeah just write write it with pleasure write it with excitement and i also will write how i want to feel the next day bring feeling into it and it will be more in flow and okay, so when it comes to the 50-50, I believe that everyone gets, everyone's on a spectrum when it comes to masculine and feminine energetics inside of themselves. Some people might super resonate with being 50-50 and they're just more in that and they might even be way more attracted to both sexes and they're just, it's kind of like that's, that is their happy place and that's their choice. For me, I love playing with polarity. It's so hot and sexy <laughs> and like delicious and 50-50 would not allow me to do that. So I, <laughs> I, I, I have studied and practiced polarity and it's definitely, it's definitely where my, my passion lies and allows, it allows all, all I can say is being, I, I, I don't know what percent, percentage I am. Someone once told me I'm like 99%. <laughs> I believe that's true. I believe that's true. 
The 1% is only to create this little bit of structure that's going to support you. Yeah, it's interesting. When I'm in the presence of a masculine man, I'm like 99% feminine. Mm. <laughs> when um, in my regular day-to-day -day life, uh, depends on the day, but I can have, I can definitely have more, right? I wouldn't, mm. have, I wouldn't have been able to create all that I've created if I didn't have that. But what I have seen is that the, the deeper I travel in my business, the more feminine I do get in my mm. business because the structures are now there. I understand how to do it all. I have a lot of background and a lot of practice talking to people, launching things, like doing what I do. So now it's so easy to be surrendered and to be like, yeah, I'm launching tomorrow. I'm completely. I don't even know what I'm going to say. I don't know what I'm going to email. I don't know what I'm going to write. I'm just going to show up, be a clear channel, and I'm going to be intuitive about it. And hundreds of people are going to be there because I have done so, I've, I've created that structure where now I can just completely surrender and be in it. I love that you're mentioning surrendering here. So how can a woman surrender more? I mean, more in general, for sure, but especially with the masculine. I mean, there is a huge blockage in, in many women. And I mean, I understand we still live in a patri patriarchy and it's a masculine dominated world. And most women really had fucked up experiences with the masculine. So it's totally natural to not, you don't want to fucking surrender because your body is saying you fuck that's unsafe because the 20 times before that it was unsafe. Mm -hmm. But let's say, a woman out there ex had a couple of bad experiences with the masculine and now there is a guy who can hold the space who is present how can she open how can she soften how can she surrender to that mm. more mm. Mm. it's my favorite favorite place so i'm going to speak to two pieces one piece is your her own personal work uh when it comes to emotional release of the past like you definitely need to do enough uh cathartic emotional release rage release grief release to get the the raw emotion from the past out mm. because you cannot put put love as a bandage over what doesn't work like you can but that it's gonna need to move the other stuff out to a certain extent so there's a personal sovereignty responsibility to do clearing work around not only yourself and your life but life itself and your lineage and your past, like your past and just the story of woman, right? Like the, the whole collective of what it is to be a woman, like do the clearing work to allow yourself. Because like I said, probably the first thing that I said on this podcast was that you have to allow yourself to feel the shame and the guilt and all of those pieces. And so, and then pleasure, love comes in after that. So that's the first piece. And then the second piece is knowing that surrender is an active choice. It is not something that just happens. It doesn't happen like that. It's a, it's a choice to go, ooh, this is super tender and I'm going to choose to open my heart here. And like you can feel when you do that, that it's the heart you can you can feel the heart being like, ouch, because to open the heart after so much past pain or closure or betrayal or whatever lives in there is not a small feat. It's a, it's a, it's a courageous act. And so knowing that surrender is absolutely not uh, passive and that it's an active choice in any moment to say, oh, like I'm willing to open my heart. I'm willing to open my body. And you can imagine, right? Our imagination allows us to um, access quantum, the quantum field. And so if you can imagine your heart literally like 
peeling open and softening and surrendering and your throat opening and your stomach opening, like all the different parts of your body. Your body is really where you surrender and then it happens in your emotional and energetic and spiritual body, but it happens first in the physical. And so if you can actively ask your body to soften and to open and to see the masculine as pure, the one in front of you, like as pure as God, as the God that he is and, and, and reframe, like, like, so when you surrender your body open in that moment, you're also surrendering your story of the masculine and you're opening to the story that you want to have, right? Like it's a choice. Like I said, any moment is a choice. And in one of my courses, the first lesson is that the masculine rises first within you as a woman. If you're not seeing him as who you want to see him as, then he has no chance of being that. If you're seeing him as someone that from the past or your dad or <laughs> men of the world or the patriarchy, mm. then, then you're holding space for that. And so there's, there's a huge, huge, huge opportunity for all of us when women choose to see him as the one that she wants to see him as and surrender open to that. Wow. I'm just consciously slowing down because what you are calling into the space is incredibly powerful. And when I said in the beginning of the podcast that I see you as one of the leaders of conscious feminine leadership is basically exactly what you said. It's what I often see is that there are a lot of women who are very successful in their career, but there is a lot of, a lot of masculine energy there and they're not allowing themselves to drop in. And then there are women who are kind of not getting anything, not getting anything done and so soft, so feminine, so flowing. And it's this, Mm. it's this sacred combination. And, and I mean, to everyone listening here, it's really, this, this can be a challenge for many men. This can be a challenge to, <laughs> I mean, I'm just picturing a, a man that has not necessarily done the work meeting you. They will be enormously challenged. So they either go into a kind of huge admiration, like, oh my God, save me, save me, my queen. Or it's a like, of, whoa, what the fuck is that? I have zero control. I'm not able to hold the space for her. This is so... This seems so uncertain, so messy, so chaotic to me. Mm. What would you recommend men to, to embrace what you birth so beautifully into the world? What I believe is going to heal and balance the world right now in the collective consciousness. What would you recommend men who are kind of really mm. intimidated by your powerful energy by another woman's really powerful, magnetic, sensual, sexy energy. Mm. (sighs) Yeah. So let her power that you see and that you feel electrify your own. Like, don't, don't, like, the the fear around it is just total separation and victim consciousness that you are not that. Mm. When I, so the, the men that I am very inspired by right now, mm. two, two, there's two men, a man who's just fully in his power already and just, you know, there's full meeting and connection. That's really, really, really clear. And then the other kind of man that is super inspiring to me right now is a man that's like, oh, you're turning me on. Like not in that sense, but in a sense of, oh, here's this power 
that you're allowing to rise within me and I'm willing to be in it. Like I'm willing to meet that part of myself. And so her emotion is power, her sexuality is power, her business is power, her creation, right? Her, her beauty, it's all, it's all her cultivated power. So can you as a man allow yourself to see yourself in that and, and know that an awakened woman does not want to judge you. An awakened woman wants to love you. She wants to fucking love you and she has so much to give you, but it's unsafe to give that love in a container where it's not being received. It's really unsafe to, to do that. And so if you can allow yourself to feel your own power through her, that happens in your body, that happens in your breath, that happens in your third eye, right? If you, it happens in your cock. If you can allow yourself to feel that and, and hold it, you'll be able to meet her. You'll be able to offer her something that she desires and she'll be able to give you love whether that's a platonic friendship love or an intimate love right it's still it's still that same kind of a meeting that she requires if she is in her power like there's a there's a certain level of like I require you to be a mirror of my own power and if you're gonna you know get super avoidant when I lean in there's it's it, you know it's not safe or if you're gonna get super anxious it's just not safe and it's not it's yeah yeah so that's that's what I would so say. I mean what's coming up to me is a really yeah. practical example of what's really unsafe I mean it's it's very fierce to mention this but for instance let's say you are in contact of a very awakened woman and you see her for the first time or she just fucking texts you she texts you something that's kind of sexual here and you feel this energy with what ashe talked about before this kind of you feel turned on you, you feel your own power you're like fuck okay this is this is so radiant this is so magnetic to me this is electrifying my body my cock and you send her a fucking dick pic that's unsafe that's unsafe because what that, this is a, there's deeper teaching around this because what this symbolizes is that you have no control over her electrifying your power. I'm using your own beautiful words here. She's electrifying your power. Can you harness that? And this is what you mentioned before. Mm -hmm. Can you hold that space? Can you just feel that? And like literally, honestly, feel the rising of your cock and be like, fuck. I own that. I'm going to move this energy, this powerful energy upwards, up my spine, in my heart, in my stomach, feel it in my fucking veins. And, and this is what's so healing to the feminine, isn't it? When, when a man can hold that space. So obviously I'm not saying don't engage at all. Like when she really invites you and you, you want to get intimate, like don't wait and stand still as a rock and don't move. I mean, that's, I, that's time to move. But first guys, take the time to be the fucking mountain. Take the time to create a really powerful container. Do not be afraid. She won't friend zone you if you create a sacred space. She mm. won't. You don't have to rush. Like be gentle. Create the space. At mm. some point, she will invite you. Mm. She will invite you. And most of the time, fiercely, if you are creating a proper container. Mm-hmm. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And it reminds me, I, I went to a, a John Wineland retreat a couple of months back and uh, oh, I love him so much. And we, we did a practice. It was Valentine's Day, actually. And we did a practice. We were paired with a partner. And the practice was that the masculine was the master of time and space. He took he planned the restaurant and he um for he was supposed to time that the first 30 minutes at the restaurant were he um he got to be loved the way he wanted to be loved and we had spoken about this 
And the second 30 minutes was that she got to be loved the way she wanted to be loved on Valentine's Day. And it was a wild and beautifully triggering moment for me because it was like nearing the end of our, our dinner. And I was like, are we gonna switch? And I shouldn't have even said that because it's not uh. my responsibility to keep track of the time. And he was like, oh, I just blended them together. And Ouch. <laughs> yeah, it hurt, it hurt. I had like a lot to whew, release after that. Um, because it's not just the practice, but like what that brings up and all the other times that I've been quote unquote dropped from the masculine. But anyways, when I brought that back afterwards, it happened to actually a lot of the women. And when we processed it as a group, what John had said was that the masculine has a tendency to get lost in the feminine pleasure. So the more, the more radiant you are, the, the, the more presence he's got to hold. Because I can be like giving you everything and then you're gonna forget that time even exists. You're gonna forget that we have to be back at 9 p.m. You're gonna forget it all because you're gonna be oh, like in the ocean, like in the ocean of the feminine. And so for as, as her power, her radiance, her energy grows in her feminine, it requires more presence and through line from him and that, that center line of being grounded and in the heart and in your own body and not getting lost. And that is what creates a solid container is when you both people like we're, we're not getting lost in each other that's how polarity is really created too like yes there's merging and there's mixing and there's dance and play and all of it but if he can't feel himself anymore and if he's not tracking his through line he's just gonna get lost in her and then she's ultimately not gonna feel safe because then she's in control she's got the power she's she can you know and I see this in relationship too, when, when the feminine has emotion, when the feminine engages some level of drama, if, if the masculine is just like, I'm here, rock, like I receive you, you're beautiful, give it to me. Like, I see you, I'm not gonna move. Like this is, and also I'm not gonna, if it's, if it's quote unquote toxic or if it's quote unquote like super, it's just like, I'm not going to engage, but when there's lack of that kind of a boundary within the, the, the person who's holding the masculine energetic, that's when like it gets into complete dramaville because no one's holding that and she can just go on forever. And what she's really wanting is for you to just be like, baby, you're so beautiful. I'm not, and I can't engage with you in that right now. Uh, I love you. So step up as a fucking leader. And, uh, and the, the image I had was, I mean, we all know that from movies and we, some of us know this from direct experiences, she's expressing her emotions. She might even slap you, like kick you, like, like really express yourself. Don't give in what Ashe mm -hmm. is saying here, like stand as a rock. And most often this ends in the most passionate sex in the fucking universe because uh -huh. she's like, she's like fighting like a, like a roaring <laughs> tiger and she's like fighting and even i mean let's let's go really intense here i mean this is polarity this is what i live for i'm intense you're intense she's throwing dishes at you she's going mad and you're like i am not moving the dish is coming Vroom! like you kind of you kind of get away from it or you it just hits your chest i mean that's of course exaggerating here but it's really it's so 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 powerful and I'm actually just mirroring back what you're saying here. It's, mm -hmm. it's so healing to both. And this is, I mean, this is what I live for, deep intimacy. I believe this heals, this will heal the world when people can experience that deep intimacy. But there's one thing I wanna go into because you mentioned before getting lost in the feminine pleasure, mm -hmm. total radical honesty and vulnerability start of this podcast i was like fuck 
my <laughs> questions went away. I was like, oh my God, being pulled into this ocean. I was like, my mind went fucking blank. And I was like, oh, pulling myself back. Come on, man. You got this. Uh, okay, question. How do, you, how do you ask a fucking question? Okay, yeah. Okay, breath, structure, presence. Man, you fucking got this. I had to, I had to imagine myself as a warrior standing on a hill and then it all returns and mm. very important guys like to all the men listening here you are allowed to fuck up it's mm. not you have to be an unshakable rock all the time and if you do one tiny mistake oh my god then the world breaks down no fuck no mm. but it's about restoring integrity at all times mm. so the most fucking sexist thing and i think you can relate or you're gonna you're gonna you're going to think the same is or feel the same is when you restore integrity simply by saying, Hey babe, I was really disconnected before, but, mm. but I'm back now. I'm back. Mm. I feel you. I see you. I kind of fucked that one up. Mm. No worries. <laughs> I'm back. I'm back in the fucking game. That's, <sighs> that's so healing, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I feel my whole body just open up here. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true it's we want vulnerability and transparency from you and and that is part of that is that that's part of intimacy like if you were just a rock all the time trust me we wouldn't be getting that far like i want to see you i want to see the real you i want to see your soul and your soul is not just that one piece your soul is all of it and who are you choosing to cultivate yourself as, right? And that's why those moments of like, I was totally in my head and I'm back and I'm here with you now are profound. And I've also, I've also had experiences with men and they're like, where we're just in conversation and we're in a moment. And then I ask a question like, do you want to go deeper into that? Or what is that? And they're like, oh, well, I don't want to go into that because then that's my feminine. Like I have to go into the feeling. And I'm like, that's, I want you to go there. Like I, I, I got this, like I can hold That's Let's, let's address that because the, the, the depth of your capacity as a man to go into your feminine is the depth to which you can feel her and hold space for her. And so it's it's beautiful for you to feel and be vulnerable and access parts of you that have been in pain or that are not fully present or whatever it is that's arising in the presence of a, a of a woman and if you can go there so fully and trust that energy is energy just because you're going into the feminine doesn't mean you're staying there you're going there you're accessing something and then the amount that that brings to actually your, your masculine power and essence is profound. So mm. please do feel. So what I'm hearing here is that being radically honest and also <clears throat> something that really comes up with my clients a lot. I coach primarily men currently and will probably continue to do so in the future is that there is this kind of mechanical dogma. I have to be a masculine. I have to do this. It's like a fucking checklist. And when I started like that, like when I started in, my, in one of my past relationships, I tried to bring all of these deeper embodied teachings into my relationship. And it was a fucking miserable disaster because I was like, I'm going to fucking move into presence, presence, but collapsing within <laughs> then I'm going to fucking say, I got you, baby. But I'm saying it from such a softy, spiritual oh, bypasser. Wow. And guys, everyone listening here, this is so important. Mm -hmm. Like, yes, allow yourself to feel your power, know who you truly are, know your potential. But at the same time, this is the kind of awakened warrior archetype. Know your limitations and be, and be, and be willing to express them. And, and that, that's safe to the feminine. What you said also, it's so safe to express your limitations. And you are not necessarily going into your feminine when you express your limitations. Because here is the thing, this is the deeper teaching around what I teach my clients, for instance, is how are you showing up as a vulnerable man? 
is this a kind of whiny victim vulnerability? Oh my God, it's baby, you're so overwhelming. It's so, uh, that's fucking bullshit. That's not being vulnerable. That's being a whiny, whatever, <laughs> fill it in. But you can still hold space while being vulnerable. And I believe that's exactly what you mentioned is you can go into your feminine, but still hold the space, still be in your structure. It's not like you're totally shifting energetics necessarily. You are expressing yourself vulnerably. At the same time, you're like, okay, but this is my shit. I take responsibility. And I believe this is such an important word here to add radical responsibility. Yes, I'm vulnerable. Yes, here I am showing up in my feminine, but I'm taking radical responsibility for that. And mm -hmm. that's the shift out of this mm -hmm. kind of victim consciousness, what you mentioned before. Mm, that's super, super, super beautiful. I agree. And I also feel that once there's a foundation of, of the dynamic present, then there's more room to explore the, the edges of the other polarity because there's, there's a foundational element of this is what it is, right? If, if you start dating a woman and you're the one making the dates, picking her up in the car, um, you know, setting the scene, you're in, you're in your masculine in that way, you're holding space. And if you're creating container like that and showing up like that primarily because that's your joy, not because you have to, not because you have pressure to do that, but because it allows you to experience deeper intimacy and love, well, then if that's the foundation, then there's so much room to actually explore the other edges. What happens in relationship that creates this distortion around like, oh, I can't be in my feminine as a masculine being is when there's no foundation. Mm -hmm. And if the foundation of the polarities are flipped and the woman feels more in her masculine and the man feels more in his feminine, well then, yeah, every time he goes into his feminine, it's going to freak her out. It's going to be like, no, like I'm doing too much of this. I'm, I, I can't, I can't, like I need, I need you to hold me. And it's going to, and it's going to create distortion and rage and sadness because it's reflecting the original foundational elemental structure of the of the connection and of the relationship and that's something that's been shown to me and it feels really important because now when I have connections now where the foundation is landed I am just like so ready to be in my masculine I'm so ready to be like I'm driving at times right because it's fun to play in both polarities it's fun to switch it's fun to and that's really what it is it's a game and so how are you playing the game? Are you devoted to the game? And is there a foundation to the game that you're playing? And if so, then have fun with it and, and move into different elements. And then also the last thing I'll say too is like, where is it most important that you are in your masculine? Um, so for example, let's say that you're about to go to a wedding and she wants to feel super turned on. She wants you to like, dance with her she wants you to drive the car like because that's what makes her feel radiant like can you go to the gym pump some testosterone do what you need to do so you can actually hold that where it's the most important let's say you've plans to have a sec sexy evening for the whole night and you're lighting candles and taking a bath together and doing all the things can you prepare yourself. And if you can't, then can you communicate? This is where I'm truly at tonight. I'm not available to hold that kind of a container tonight. How do you feel about if we had a softer evening or something like this? Let her know when you're not able to hold it because that's part of intimacy too. Um, but recognize where you both want to hold that polarity most, which is usually in the bedroom. Um, and on dates and, and, and then see what you can do to, to hold that and to be in that. And for her to the day that you're going to have a sexy evening all night, take a bath that day, go for a walk, be in your feminine, be in your pleasure body, like prepare yourself to actually be in that because that's what allows the most intimacy to arise. And she will, <clears throat> excuse me, she will always always know when you're faking it she mm -hmm. will always know when you're putting on a fucking show 
-hmm. And I loved it. I loved it. I never heard it from that perspective, like really letting a woman know, hey, this is where I'm at tonight. And mm -hmm. it's also part of intimacy. It's not always this ideal archetype, like, whoa, I'm so... And this is, I believe this is what a lot of people strive for. And eventually it ends up in a disaster because you're trying to live up to an ideal. It's just an ideal. Yes, it's available, but then there are, it's like an ebb, the ebb and the flow. It's, 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 it's often there, but if you experience this once, twice per week, fuck. Mm -hmm. fuck it like catapults you into such deeper and initiates you into much more experiences like that and i even believe you mentioned duality before beginning of the podcast if we were always in this ideal state what's the purpose of being human you know what's the fucking purpose if you're all the time anyway just experiencing yes you said you can experience pleasure all the time but if you're all the time just in this high it's ideal mm -hmm. It's kind of nice to have the duality. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of the gifting that we give each other is how do I gift you my radiance? How do I gift that to you? How do you gift me your consciousness? But also we're different. And so how can you show me how to be more conscious? And how can I show you how to feel more? That's also part of the mm. gift of a, of a relationship and of intimacy is that we get to offer that to each other. I want my masculine partner to call me the fuck out, call me the fuck forward, be like, this is what I see. And I want him to receive me as I place my hands in his heart. And I'm like, can you soften? Right? Like that's part of the gift. I love that. One of my last questions is how can a woman invite the masculine and, and the, the difference between an ultimatum and really inviting a man? I love that you asked this question because it's been so up in my field. And one of the things that I see is that for some women in their power in their feminine if they are if he's not quote-unquote perfect in his masculine there can be a sense of I'm giving up I'm just gonna go do my own thing like it's his work to do but the truth is is that we're all walking each other home we're mm. all teaching each other how to rise into our power and so if you can, as a woman, step into a flirtatious initiatress, the part of you that like can see him at his highest, can see him in his power, can see him in his masculine, and hold, like I said, a flirtatious inviting energy to let him step into that, it'll be really quick, right? So really simple example is saying something such as like, you know, like, didn't you want, didn't you want to push me up on the wall a moment ago? Mm, like, didn't yeah. you want that? You know, Ooh. like kind of like teasing it out. And he's like, oh, I did want that. I didn't let myself do that. Let me do it now. And so it's not like, Oh, I only, I, I am not attracted because he didn't push me up the, uh, against the wall. <laughs> and it's like, don't you so want it's a that? Play, playful approach, right? It's a, it's a very, it's allowing that playfulness to come out instead of being like, okay, yeah, he didn't do it. And now I can't do it, but really like, okay, inviting him through, through playfulness and just being like, yeah, calling him forth, calling the king forth. I yes. love that specific yes. example. You give <laughs> really powerful practical examples thank you i've i've done that not that exact one but like i have memory of lots of moments like that because it's it's truly a gift like that's a deep gift that a woman can offer a man is to allow him in in that way and many men are are powerful but are hesitate like hesitate because of feminism, the Me Too movement, not wanting to be too harsh with women or like 
women who have trauma. And so if you are a woman and you want him in that, then, then do what you can to tease him into it and play with him into it. Like, you know, like, let's say you're laying on the bed and as, as the feminine, you're like, Oh, like I want him to just like come over and like flip me over. But he just like walks by, he just walks through the room and goes back out to the kitchen or something like, go back out to the kitchen and take your shirt off and be like, I am on the bed right now. And then walk away. Like, like, and then, and then that inspires him. Right. And then he's like, Oh, Whoa. And it's that moment of like, wow, I didn't see that, but now I'm in presence and now I can come in. And now there's an invitation. So with that invitation, there's even more space for him to step in because he's not feeling like he's like doing something wrong or stepping where he he's not allowed. Wow. Another powerful example. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> you <like that> one. <laughs> so to wrap this up, I mean, I could talk with you for endless hours and I would love to have you again on my podcast because there is so much we can dive into. But just before we end it, um, let's play a little game. Or that sounds really fucking creepy what I just said, but <laughs> I'm going to own that. So I'm going to ask you a couple of <laughs> the fucking masculine creep. <laughs> I'm going to ask you a couple of questions and you're only allowed to, to answer with one word or one sentence. So one word or one sentence, it's up to you. Mm. So the first one is, what does the world need the most right now? Mm. Truth. Mm. If you were stranded on a deserted island and you were only allowed to take one thing with you, what would that be? my beloved hmm. who's not here yet in this moment but beautiful he will be on the island <laughs> he will he will for sure <laughs> just finish this sentence it's not a question but conscious feminine leadership is and just fill in what comes up divine hmm. last question where do you see the world in 50 years from now on? Mm. Unity consciousness, power, peace. Mm. Mm. And now you're allowed to answer with full sentences again. Where can people <laughs> find you? Find your beautiful work. Just one word. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I can do it in one word, but the, the best place to find me is through Instagram. My handle mm. is at Sundara. I'm going to link everything in the show notes. Okay, great. So that's my favorite place to play. You can also check out my website, but my favorite place to connect and play. And I'm on there pretty much daily uh, sharing and being and giving. And so Come hang out with me there. Send me a message if you feel inspired. My virtual assistant might answer, but I also might answer if you're lucky. <laughs> and yeah, that's, that's the zone. That's the place. Beautiful. I mean, I'm fucking blown away. I, I really feel this episode is something people are going to re-listen to again and again and again. So thank you so much. And guys, no worries. We will have her on the podcast again. Thank you so much. Thank you for a beautiful container. It's also held and it's beautiful. And to everyone listening, thank you. And 